Hello and welcome everyone. My name is Gary and I wanted to talk about a report that was previously classified and got declassified in 2011 and it was about parapsychology and ESP. Uh, it was first noted back in 1952 after World War II but then nothing was heard about it since until 1961 when the Technical Service Division became interested in ESP and they contacted a guy called Stephen Abrams who was the director of parapsychology laboratory in Oxford University in England who gave a report about ESP to the government and then there was no further action taken for a decade. Then two doctors, one called Russell and another one called Harold, reawakened the parapsychology research. Russell and Harold found the subject and decided to run a test so they took the subject to a superconducted, superconducting shielded magnometer that was being used in the experiment and was best shielded as would allow at that time and when asked the subject Object would place his attention on the interior signal and it was visibly disturbed which shouldn't be possible indicating a change in the internal magnetic field several other correlations of his mental efforts within the signal variations was observed these variations were never seen again after the visit the same subject was asked to describe objects hidden out of sight the subject did very well and the descriptions were accurate they decided at this point that the work should be continued and expanded and a more complete research plan should be done. And in 1972, they got more funding. And by this point, there are now two subjects, the original and a new one. And some strange data begins to appear. The paranormal abilities seem to be individualistic. For example, one subject by mental effort caused an increase in temperature. And by this point, I think there is some pages missing. So the next part says, by 1973, the project got even more funding. And a third subject called Pat Price became available. And remote viewing experiments should start the soonest possibility. By 1974, more funding was provided and the phenomena did exist. And the objective is now to develop and utilize them. So they, they bring the subjects to a room and got a physicist to pass them some coordinates to a vacation property. One of the subjects was Pat Price and no maps were permitted and the subjects were asked to give an immediate response as what they would remotely view at these coordinates. The subjects came back with a description which were apparent misses but they both had described a military facility. A striking correlation of the two independent descriptions was noted. The correlation caused the officer to drive to the site and investigate in more detail. To the surprise of the officer, he soon discovered a sensitive government installation a few miles from the vacation property. This discovery led to the request to have Price provide information concerning the interior workings of the particular site. All the data produced by the subjects were reviewed. The evaluation was unusual mixed. Pat Price, who had no military or intelligence background, provided a list of project titles associated and with past and current activities, including one of extreme sensitivity. Also, the codename of the site was provided. Other information concerning physical layout of the site was accurate. Some information, such as the names of the people on site, proved to be inaccurate. Later on, they devised another test and it was an electronic random number generator. I guess that would be uh, guessing the numbers and you know, there's a certain statistic that says they would get so many, right? But they was getting above that, so that makes sense. 
and it says as well they got Pat Price and asked Pat Price to remotely view a facility and they gave him a map and the coordinates and asked him if he could draw some relevant things in this facility they was handed this map by somebody they work with and the data was quite fresh up to four weeks I think it was four weeks old it says here in the report and what they're saying is there's four big oil drums and that if he can really remote view this place there's no way he can miss these big four oil drums they're huge like size of small houses so anyway Pat Price goes away and he comes back with a drawing and the drawing is of a crane crane that lifts up crates and moves them along so they go back to the drawing and they they see that the description of this crane is extremely accurate like this is very very accurate if anything he drew it better than the, 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 the diagram that they had so they was very impressed but they couldn't understand why he didn't see the, the oil drums so they asked him why why didn't you see the oil drums so he said, oh, wait, wait a minute, I'm going to check. So he goes away, puts his sunglasses on, and he tries to check for these oil drums. Anyway, <clears throat> he comes back, he says, well, the reason I don't see them is because they're not there. So the researchers, out of curiosity, travel to the site to see where the oil, what's happening with these oil drums. And it turns out when they got there, <clears throat> the people on the site had taken them apart, and they were virtually invisible. And prior to that, they bring prep. Uh, Pat Price into a room and there was a guy there and they introduced the guy as a sponsor and the sponsor said do you know me and Pat Price says yes he says what's my name he says Ken Cress he said what's my occupation then he said you work for the CIA which was correct and later on they decided to try something else and it says an intriguing idea was selected from an audio operational applications dangerous job targeting and installing audio collection systems a test to determine if remote viewing could help with suggested the interiors of two foreign embassies were known to the audio teams who had made entry several years previous. Price was to visit these embassies via his remote viewing capabilities, locate and call the code rooms, locate the code rooms, okay, and come up with information that might allow the member of the audio team to determine whether Price was likely to be of operational use in subsequent operations. Price was given operational acceptance data such as the exterior photographs and the geographical coordinates of the embassies. In both cases, Price correctly located the code rooms. He produced copied data such as the location of the interior doors, colours and marble stairs and fireplace that were accurate and specific and later on they also asked Pat Price and a couple of other subjects to remote view certain geographical coordinates which they did and it, they described a missile site which it turned out it was a missile site they also described another geographical coordinate which was a guerrilla training site which it was a guerrilla training site and also they described an underwater sabotage training facility which also was correct and at this point Price died of a heart attack and <clears throat> this is where the report kind of wraps up as they pulled the funding for the intelligence collection and then over the years various different other agencies and departments showed some interest and 
and dropped in and out of it and so on and so forth but it never really picked up ground like it did before and, and there's a few pages missing but that's pretty much it and I found that really interesting you know it's a real report and it's crazy some of these things but you know this is the world we're living in I hope you enjoyed listening and I'll try and make another one and if you get a chance please visit my website at podcast-convo.com thanks very much bye